Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. <laughs> I still get a kick out of that intro when I've been listening to it for two years. AKA Radio Red in the house. I love to start a radio show live with a smile and with a laugh. I've got four really interesting, beautiful, smart, creative creators with me today. But before I introduce them, I would like to have my guests who are unnamed right now, except if you're watching us on Facebook Live and we are broadcasting live, as well as on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, you can see the names of my guests. But we'll talk to them in a second. Ladies, I have a big favor. We have somebody named LLL who is waiting for her shout out. We start every show like this. So I'm going to count to three and we're all going to say on the count of three hello LLL you ready one two three hello LLL oh that was a good one LLL is lovely lanky Laura Legs our most loyal listener she's been listening for years and every Monday night at 8.01 approximately Eastern Time she emails me and she will tell me how much she enjoyed hearing all of you and she will give me a synopsis of her takeaways of what she got from listening to you we do hear a fan noise Josh do you know where it's coming from because I know Melaine is muted so I'm not sure where it is a, a very wishy kind of a, of a noise in the background. I'll let Josh figure that out. Josh is our engineer. Everybody say hello, Josh. One, two, three. Hello, hello Josh. Josh. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so here's what we're going to talk about today. Creativity, creativity, creativity. It is September 20th, 2021. This is the 263rd day of the Gregorian calendar. I always say thank you to Greg, Gregory, Greggy, whatever his mommy called him. He has a good calendar and we're still using it. This is the 37th Monday in 2021 and the Western Zodiac sign is Virgo. The title of the topic today is Read My Lips, The Beauty of Courageous Creativity. And that's what we're going to be talking about. So let's go around the table and have my very special guests introduce themselves. Ladies, take about two to three minutes and tell us who you are, a little bit about what creativity does, what it means to you, how it impacts your life, and why you're here talking about it. Milane Mullings, we're so happy to have you. I'm putting you on full speaker view. Please introduce yourself. Thank you, uh, Radio Red, and hi, everyone. Uh, such an honor to be here on the show today. Um, thank you for having me, and I'm familiar with the other ladies that are with us, so nice to see you again as well. Uh, I am, and thank you also, Radio Red, for saying my name correctly. It doesn't happen often, so I appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you. I am a business management consultant. I am the founder of AM Management Consulting. And I help struggling yet motivated business owners and entrepreneurs transition to sustained profitability uh, by using my three-pronged approach to achieving their business goals so that they can um, achieve um, their goals and also experience the truly abundant life. Um, I'm also an author. I've written a book, A Lemonade, Squeeze Your Challenging Life Experiences into a Successful Business. And it's about how I transformed two near-death experiences into a successful business. Um, I did that with minimal capital, no business experience, no business education. And you ask about what creativity means to me. Uh, absolutely, that means adaptability. 
Um, it means um, unconventionality. Um, it means just being innovative. Because I didn't have the traditional preparation to start a business, I had to depend on my ability to be creative to find solutions to my business problems. So essentially, that is me and what creativity means to me. Thank you very much, Melaine. So happy to have you. And, and I have to mention, I believe the reason you said you know the other guests tonight is because I met you all at the National Publicity Summit one of the virtual summits, I, when I lived in New York, before I moved here to North Carolina almost four years ago, I was a regular twice-a-year guest at the Penn Hotel across from Penn Station where I met, I think I used to meet uh, about 70 or 80 people in two and a half hours and book 45 to 50 guests to fill six months of radio shows. Now I do it four times a year and book about 40 people. And you four, the two ladies down at the bottom, Ava Lacuz and Jennifer Ladd, her daughter, and Michelle Rheinglass, who we're going to speak to in just a moment, as well as Melaine Mullings, were all in my room. I was in their room. There were, there were 15 breakout rooms at the summit. Whoever manages that traffic, God bless them. They do a wonderful <laughs> job, right? That's, that's quite a feat, an amazing feat. So that's how you know each other, and that's how you all came to be with me today. I was so impressed with you, with who you were. And by the way, to my listeners, to our viewers, they get two and a half minutes on the clock to pitch me with their topic, what they want to talk about on my show, two and a half minutes. And in that two and a half minutes, I have to say, yes, do you want to be on my show? And I have to write, type their name into a Word document, their name, their email, their phone number, their topic, take notes and say to them, okay, this is the next day. Do you want it? And these ladies said yes. So here they are. It's quite a speed dating process in terms of, of power pitching to the media. So that's what I wanted to clarify. Melaine, thank you so much. Michelle Rheinglass, nice to see you. Busy lady, addicted to busyness, not anymore. We're talking about balance with you, but why don't you go ahead and give us the full introduction, please, Michelle. Go ahead. Hi. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here, and I was so happy to see some of my fellow uh, people from this, the uh, summit. So I am a reformed lawyer. I practiced law for 30 years, and if you're doing math, I started at age five. <laughs> I transitioned to being a mediator, and I'm now a full-time mediator, and I also am a published author, a co-author of a book called Women Who Empower. It was one of 30 authors, one of Kate Butler's um, series of books where she has uh, multiple authors, and that published last year, and I'm getting close to getting um, done with my current book, which is On Balance. That's the name. I mean, it's not the name, but that's what the topic is, and it's called How to Break Free from Addiction to Busy. So um, I'm also a speaker and um, a lot of other things, but those are the main things that are going on in my life right now. Michelle, do you wake up and say, I am a creative person? That's how I got from that point to this point to the future point in my life. Do you see yourself as creative or just, I'm a reform lawyer and I like to do a lot of interesting things? Is that word creativity part of your personal vocabulary? Absolutely is. I think I'm kind of a weird former lawyer. I mean, I wasn't, um, I, every, I was always lo loving to write. I was always loving to create things. I was always loving to figure out how to do things differently. Um, and so I put on programs, I put on women, power, women empowerment events, I did all sorts of things um, that weren't just in the mainstream. So uh, for me, creativity, I think, I think it has, well, I'll narrow it to two meanings. One is anything that is art, and just about everything is art. And it's whether you're writing, whether you're speaking, whether you're drawing. Um, and I think it's interesting that we all start out as, as kids and we, we have coloring books and we have those th kind of things that we do. And, and then you take toys 
what do we all do with the toys? We use our imagination to create the scenario, what we're doing, you know, with those toys. So to me, that's all creativity. And I think creativity gets stifled a little bit as we grow older and get into our business lives and whatever. So I think creativity is within all of us. And then the other part of, and, and Melaine actually hit this part, and I'm going to endorse it, um, is, is basically creativity in being flexible, um, being able to pivot, being able to think of think on the spot, being able to think outside the box, come up with different solutions and ideas. And I, as a mediator, I'm having to do that all day long. I never really thought of it before as creative, but as I've been lately in the entrepreneurial world, world I have this business world over here and I have this entrepreneurial world. And in that context, you know, um, I'm starting to really, really get a full appreciation for what creativity really, really is. Thank you very much, Michelle. And now let's go to the two lovely ladies sitting there together, mother and daughter. I'm so <laughs> happy to have you both. Ava, I'm pronouncing it the correct way, Ava Lacuz and Jennifer Ladd. So Ava, why don't you introduce yourself first and then we'll hear from Jennifer. You both get equal time. You're, you're not just her, you're not her plus one, Jennifer. You are part okay. of this show. I didn't want you to think, oh, I'm her daughter. No, 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 we're not going to settle for that. I want to know all about you. So Ava, go ahead, please. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting us. And hi, everybody. Um, I'm Eva Lacuz. I'm a designer. I make uh, dresses for little girls. I have a sample in my bag. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I have four uh, beautiful children. Um, I'm from Puerto Rico. And we live in Minnesota right now. And... Uh, I uh, I'm all the uh, my own business uh, to make uh, little dresses for little girls, but uh, from from zero um, I'm eight years old, and uh, creativity for me is a uh, uh, take a fabric and and do something beautiful for the little girls to to look so like a princess and. And beautiful for for any kind of uh, activity. Yeah. Ava, when did you discover you wanted to design dresses? Can I ask how old you were, or what were you doing in your life before this, or was it always? Oh my God, that is always. Then uh, I was uh, 30, uh, 13, 13, 13 years yeah. old. My English is it's not good, but I tried to <laughs> to speak. <laughs> but uh, from uh, 13 years old, my my vision uh, in my life was uh, uh, being a designer. But uh, without uh, from I have a, a a lot of struggles in my life, and uh, just five years ago, I start I decide to to start my own business. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's brave and that's bold, and starting a business is creative, as we all know. I want to hear from Jennifer now. Jennifer, I'm putting you back on speaker view. You're, you're with your mom, and whatever she's on camera, you're on camera. So yes. ladies, Facebook is saying, who are these two beautiful ladies? Oh, they're a mother and daughter. I think they're, I think they're sisters. Jennifer Ladd, I don't yes. know. <laughs> Jennifer, I don't know anything about you other than that you are Ava's daughter. daughter. They didn't say much in the bio, so introduce yourself. Jennifer Ladd, go ahead. Yeah, and I normally 
normally even like talking about myself. Really, I'm passionate about the business and, and the family business. So it's kind of weird that I get asked that question. Okay, tell us about yourself. So I'm Jennifer Ladd. Uh, I'm, we're also for Puerto Rico. We are the dynamic duo here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my I, I kind of like started, uh, we moved to Minnesota about eight years ago. And before that, I have a degree in journalism. And currently, I'm working in the manufacturing industry as a marketer. Uh, so I do marketing for a manufacturing industry here in, in Minnesota. Uh, but definitely has been always been my mom's dream to become a fashion designer. And that's something that I had seen throughout my life with her making us dresses for us, us three girls, for church, you know, school uniforms and everything. And it was the best opportunity now that we were moving to America, to the U.S., that we saw, okay, this is a chance. And we kind of like got together and made my mom say yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> kind of like push her to really believe in herself. And we asked her multiple times, you know, is this something that you really want to? We are here to help you and support you as a family. And I really enjoy the business side of, of things and fashion and children's wear is something new for us. So again, I don't have a business degree or uh, background, or my mom doesn't have a fashion background, but both together, like you said, with that creativity, it's just imagination. It's just that something impulsive that comes from the inside of you to really create something new and beautiful. And that's something that we both share. We're both creative just in our own ways. And I'm married and I'm currently expecting my first baby. <laughs> How <laughs> and lovely. it's more of my personal life, but uh, we both uh, share this passion of, you know, creating her her clothing line, and we hope that continues that way. <laughs> well, welcome to both of you, and I have news Thank for you. you. I don't know how many people know, I don't have a degree in journalism. I don't have a degree in business. I started in radio, I don't know, just because somebody asked me to go on a radio show many years ago. <laughs> I, I was you took doing, that first step. I took that first step, but I was yeah. actually started a couple of TV shows on public access in Long Island uh, because somebody invited me to talk on a talk show. And they, I was a comedian at the time, marketing director for a big company, but also doing stand-up comedy. And somebody said, come and talk about the art of comedy. And I discovered we had a local TV station 10 blocks from my house in Great Neck, <laughs> Long Island. And I looked around, I said, what in the world is this? And they said, this is public access. I said, what's that? And they said, go across the street to that other building and sign up. And I said, could I have my own TV show? And they said, sure. And I took a class. I paid something like 150 bucks. They trained me. And then about two months later, I had my own comedy show called What's So Funny. And then I started a talk show and then another talk show and another talk show. But what I have to tell you, Ava and Jennifer, is in 2000, I started a show called Senior Moments, The Happy Ones, with my mom. My mom was in her late 80s at the time. And I had started the show, and I invited a couple of local friends who wanted to be, uh, Michelle, I think you get a kick out of this. These were some gentlemen who wanted to become be elected to certain positions in our, our, our village area in Great Neck. Village elections are a big deal. You know, the park district, that's, you get life insurance, health insurance for life, and you get to be in the paper every 30 seconds, and big, big deal. I'm not making fun, but maybe I am. And, and I said... I asked these couple of men to come on and talk about what they wanted to do if they got elected. And one day I was in the car, I started crying and I realized I wasn't doing it for them. I was doing it for my mom. And I called her up <laughs> and I said, mom, do you, you want to be a co-host with me on senior moments? And she said, sure. 
And we did 227 shows together over 17 wow. years. And she passed away in my arms uh, one, well, see, what, uh, one month and 13 days after her 100th birthday. And she, we did a birthday party for her on her 100th birthday on our TV show. So mother and daughter, Ava and Jennifer, so important to me. And I will tell you that whenever I, I was walking around Great Neck, whatever I was doing, people would stop me and say, hey, how's your mom? I said, do I know you? They said, no, but we see you on TV, and mm -hmm. we see how loving the two of you are, and that's very rare to see a mother. And I know. I would go into Goodwill, and people would say, hey, how's Ruth? I said, what? They said, yeah, we see you and your mom on TV all the time. We love her. She was the star. She was the star, and she'd make up a little line. I'd, I'd say what my name was. My name wasn't Radio Red on that show, but she'd say, and she'd make up a, a different meaning for her middle initial, which was B for Betty, like Betty Davis, B-E-T-T-E. She'd make up, make up different names for the B, and somebody said, do you two write the script for your show? I said, get out of here. We just talk. We're having fun, and it was, it was quite an experience. So there, I, I applaud you, mother and daughter, doing something important together. Ladies, I've asked you before we started the show, and thank you all for the introductions. I'm very appreciative of all of you for your, your time and for sharing your creativity with us here on Read My Lips Radio. I asked you all each to send me your favorite quote, and I did a little research on the quotes, and I want you to tell me in your own words. I'll read the quote in a little background. Elaine, you're, you're up first. Where the quote came from, a little bit about it, and I'd like you to tell me, just take about three minutes each, what does this have to do with creativity? So Melaine Mulling sent me a quote from the character Josephine Lynn Joey Potter, some of you may remember, played by that Katie Holmes. Yes, we know who she was. <laughs> Dawson's Creek, American teen drama TV series, 1998 to 2003, 128 episodes about a close-knit group of friends from high school through college. And the quote is from Joey Potter, dreams aren't perfect, Dawson. Dreams come true not free. Melaine, talk to us. What does this have to do with creativity? I love the quote. Go ahead. Well, interestingly enough, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a background on that quote. Um, it was pivotal in my journey to start my business. Um, at the time that I had heard it, I was working as a travel nurse, a registered nurse, and I was on night shift and I was getting ready to take my break and take a quick nap. And when I went into the break room on the TV, Dawson's Creek was playing and I wasn't a huge fan of the TV show. It was just on in the background. And as I was dozing off on my break, those words, dreams come true, not free, just resonated with me. And I thought, wow, I've already thought about starting a business, but this really resonated with my mindset at the time that, hey, your dreams take effort, they take focus, they take drive, they take discipline, they take you investing yourself in them. They, they come true, but they don't come free. And so in terms of creativity, um, I, I had to, when I sign emails now, I typically sign them, create a great day. And ah. I think that's important to look at our lives in general we have the ability to create the success that we desire. We have a part to play and putting in that effort. And again, just that um, unconventional approach to business is really the journey that I progressed on because I, like you, I didn't have a business degree. I had very minimal capital when I started my business, 
no business education, but I took an understanding of my purpose and I implemented key strategies, um, which I discuss in the book. And I used that understanding of my purpose and consistently and intentionally implementing those strategies to create the business that it became. Thank you very much. I love the story about the quote. You you never know what's going to what's going to come out of something. I think a lot of people are getting those wisps of quotes from the popular TV show Ted Lasso. It won a bunch of awards at right. the Emmys last, last night. night. And if, if you get between the f bombs, they're actually saying some interesting stuff. Especially between the doctor, the the psychiatrist, psychologist brought in Sharon and and Ted. Those moments of revealing their their difficulties in their past. Very interesting. But uh, quotable moments from TV or certainly one. And that's why, ladies, when I ask for a quote, I ask for something from a fictitious character from a movie or a TV show or a song lyric because somebody created, put those words into a character they created or a song they wrote. And that's why it's not, oh, Einstein, oh, we love Maya Angelou, but enough already. Uh, That's why I I stopped getting quotes, asking for quotes from Einstein Einstein and Darwin and Steve Jobs and, bless him, and and, uh, Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and Winston Churchill and Mark Twain, enough already. So that's what I'm looking for. Michelle Rheinglass, let's go to your quote. This is getting used on a lot of my business shows, by the way. Quote from Rocky Balboa, played by the one and only Sylvester Stallone, spoken to his son, Robert Jr., played in this movie, which is 2006 Rocky Balboa, played by Milo Ventimiglia. And I'm just going to read the quote because I don't think anybody needs me to explain about Rocky. So here it is. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Michelle, did I do that okay? You did marvelous. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Please rescue me. I'm putting you on speaker view. Michelle, how do you pick this one for creativity? Go ahead. Well, excuse me. Just right as I was going to talk. Um, One part of the creativity process is the part where it's not easy. And a lot of people give up their dreams and give up their hopes because it gets hard. And so this one really sang to me. Um, I'm in the middle of writing my book, and there's a number of times where you can get very frustrated, and it hit me at that point. I said, that's what this is all about. you got to keep moving one foot in front of the other. you got to take whatever it's going to take. you got to take whatever hit it is. So... Very, 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 very true. And I read a couple of chapters from your book that you and and Frank sent me. Thank you very much for those. And uh, we'll get to your chapter a little bit later. Michelle, I want to make time to talk about you standing up to a judge who is, quote unquote, in bed business wise with the lawyer and 32 visits to that courtroom. And they went ahead without you on the 32nd when you were only 10 minutes late and the other lawyer for the first time was on time, guess why? So I, I, and you stood up and you talked back to the judge and you did some really kicking back. It's how you win is when you get back and do what you need to do to move ahead. You you broke new ground by doing that. So we'll. T- I know I gave away half the chapter, but we'll talk about that a little more. Thank you, Michelle. Obviously, I run it, read it. I wanted you to know that. Let's go to the quote from Ava Lacuz, and Ava has sent a wonderful quote from Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2, Judgment Day, 1991 sci-fi action film. And this is an exchange between the characters John Connor, played by Edward 
for long, and the Terminator Arnold Schwarzenegger, where the former teaches the latter the use of slang. Let me read the whole scene here, Ava. I think everybody will appreciate it. John Connor says, no, 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 no. You got to listen to the way people talk. You don't say affirmative or some like that. You say, no problemo. And if someone comes up to you with an attitude, you say, eat me. And if you want to shine on them, it's hasta la vista, baby. And Terminator 800, Mr. Schwarzenegger, Governor Schwarzenegger, not at the time, says, hasta la vista, baby. Now, it's also used again before he shattered the liquid nitrogen frozen T-1000 with a gunshot, pausing before he said, Baby. And in the European Spanish version of the film, the phrase was changed to Sayonara, baby, to keep it funny. But in the Hispanic American version, it was stayed at Hasta la Vista, baby. So on that note, I'm going to ask you, Ava, what in the world does this have to do with creativity? Because I love the quote, but you got to help me out here. Talk to me, Ava. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. But Hasta la Vista, baby. Adios. it, for me, is is adios, dudas. Uh-huh. Can you uh, translate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, goodbye, doubts. <laughs> yeah, goodbye, doubts. And uh, this is my day. I take my business to take uh, the first step for for my own business. And yeah. I think it was yeah. such an iconic kind of yeah. like Spanish uh, phrase. That was like, okay, we have to go with something funny, but also everybody will know about it. And I'm sure you're all probably laughing about it. It's like, what in the heck? But it's just really iconic. And like everybody reminds it and everybody can just say it and they will have a perfect Spanish say in it. <laughs> and and did, you, did you know, Jennifer and Ava, did you know that Jody Watley used it in her 1987 song, Looking for a New Love? The, the no. line. Yes, and, and Tone Loke used it in his 1988 song, Wild Thing. I do my homework, ladies. So nice. this break, and it was you also watched the movie. And it was also used in 1970 when Bob Hope said Hasta la Vista, baby, to Raquel Welch. And they did a tribute, a special on her Raquel Welch special, a tribute to Rocky Balboa, and they called it Rocky Raccoon. And he said, hasta la vista, baby. Anyway, thank you. And now let's go to, I have a quote also from Jennifer. I forced Jennifer to send me a quote. I made her do it, just so you know. And this is becoming an iconic quote. The quote is stated by Dory, a regal blue tang fish with a short-term memory loss, voiced by the one and only Ellen DeGeneres. The movie, of course, Finding Nemo, 2003 American computer animated adventure film. And her signature song is the quote, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, 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 swimming. Jennifer, you're up. Talk to us. Yes, I love that movie. I'm I'm old, but I still watch it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody with, you know, kids and that you can just still remember and heal uh, here in Ellen, you know, has a Dory Fish saying it. Uh, just keep swimming and just, just keep trying, never give up. And that's kind of like how she went throughout the movie, just trying to find her parents. Uh, and, and she keeps forgetting, you know, things, and but she kept trying, she never gave up. So I have tons of other movies that I really love, but I thought that would be also an iconic that everybody will know and could identify at some, you know, periods of their lives feeling lost and just trying to find their own path. And that's just kind of like what myself, you know, feel identified with Dory. Now, I sometimes forget things, but mostly it's just keep pushing and just keep swimming. Um, 
just keep trying in life, no matter how hard things get. If you don't try, nobody else is going to try for you. So that's what Dory did. And that's kind of like my life goal. Just keep trying. <laughs> Thank you. What is in the other side? That's right. You never do. And you never know who you're going to meet when you're looking up and when you're smiling and when you're thinking creatively, yeah. right? Okay, let's go to some famous birthdays today. I don't know how many of you will remember. I'm keeping you all on full view, ladies, so you're all being seen right now on, on Facebook. We've got all, all five of us here on the screen. September 20th, famous people birthdays. Anybody remember Sophia Loren? She's still yeah. alive and well. Yes. Beautiful. Her, yes. her full name, Sophia Villani Scioli, Dame Grand Cross O-M-R-I, and her movie name is Sophia Loren. She's 87 today. And during the 60s, 1960s, she starred in films as a, get this, you'll be surprised, Michelle, you may not recognize this, but I didn't even know this was how it was categorized. She starred in movies as a sexually emancipated persona. (laughs) and was one of the best-known sex symbols in the movies. Yet she was always elegant. Michelle, do you remember Sophia Loren in movies? I do a little bit. I definitely do. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know she was epitomizing the emancipated woman. I had I didn't know it was a movement, but I just knew that that was what her. She was, you know, sensual, sexy. You know. Yes, and and smart. I think, and very elegant. Very very elegant. Wow. Speaking of elegant, before I go to the next one, I have a, a sidebar here for Ava and Jennifer. Actually, for all of you, I started. We all binge, I guess, when you have some downtime binging, right? Getting balanced, Michelle, is bringing in uh, fantasy and fiction into your life. Well, I don't read a lot because I read for my radio show, but I, I watch a lot of TV shows. I discovered a 1983 version of Partners in Crime, which is based on Agatha Christie Mysteries. And Ava and Jennifer, if you can find it, I don't remember if it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime, the costumes, the clothes are to die for. The woman who stars, her name is Francesca Ennis, A-N-N-I-S, and the man, and they're both still alive, he's John Warwick. She has a collection of hats, if you could imagine, that match her dresses and her suits and her jewelry the ruffles, the fabrics. Ava, for inspiration, please, you and Jennifer, try to find the early version, 1983, of Partners in Crime. There have been many subsequent spinoffs of the Agatha Christie mysteries, but this woman has a face. Her eyebrows are, are thin drawn like this, and eyeshadow goes from the eyes all the way up to the brows. It's, it's like there's a little aura of light gray around her eyes. It's just dramatic. Very short hair, waved, nice. you know, the pin curl wave, and elegant to the point of you can't wait you really don't give much crap about the next mystery but and she and her husband are very wealthy but they're bored so they buy a defunct uh, detective agency named the blunt agency and she pretends to be his sister miss robinson and he pretends to be mr blunt and everybody hires them because they guarantee talk about a business model Melaine mullings they promise 24 hour turnaround to solve any crime and any mystery (laughs) and it takes them everywhere it they're adorable but the clothes if you want to see something ladies and it really was supposed to be i think in the 40s or 50s even though it was filmed in 1983 the clothing is just un. Ava, you will not believe the glamour and the simplicity, the, the pleats and the tucks and the, the fabrics and the colors they use. It's just, it's like uh, watching a fashion show. Just fast forward, but look at the fashions. Anyway, that's my, that's my gift to you. So let's do some more birthdays now. There's a gentleman named George, known as George Martin RR, or known as GRRM, 73 today. Anybody know who he is? 
Ring a bell? Nobody? Okay. Well, he wrote a series of epic fantasy novels called A Song of Ice and Fire. And guess what? They were adapted into the TV series on HBO, Game of Thrones. Oh. Ah, who knew? (laughs) Well, when you search for birthdays, you find interesting people. So happy birthday, G-R-R-M. Now let's go to a woman who was in a comedy show called Third Rock from the Sun. Anybody remember the character Sally Solomon? Played by... Aha, Kristen Angela Johnson, Kristen Johnson. She's 54 today. Can you believe that? Seriously. And then we have Van Jones, who is, I'm not getting into politics, but he's a CNN contributor and a host and a lawyer and a best-selling author, and he's 53. Happy birthday, Van Jones. He always adds an air of elegance to me when I see him. And there's somebody whose name I didn't know. Was anybody a fan of Viola Davis's TV series, How to Get Away with Murder? Yes. Anybody watch that? No. Oh, uh, un- unreal. <laughs> un- unreal. Talk about murders and things going on in basements and behind the scenes and throwing off of roofs and murders in all kinds of places. And they got away with them for seven years. And she was the, the lawyer who taught them how. Anyway, the actor who played a very, very, very cute but very bad boy named Frank Delfino named Charles Allen Weber Jr. is 43 today, and I was a fan of his because he was so good-looking and so incredibly talented and bad. Ann Mira. Anybody remember Ann Mira, wife of Jerry Stiller, mother of Ben Stiller? She passed away five, six years ago, but she was born today. Actress and comedian, half of the prominent 1960s comedy team, Stiller and Mira. Ann Miller, Mira was, I think, a lady ahead of her times. And I have three birthdays of people whose names I thought were very interesting. One is a wrestler. I found this on Unusual Names of Birthday People. A wrestler named Sexy Star. I don't have any idea who Sexy Star is. I think it's a guy, and he is 39. Happy birthday. Then there's somebody called Zilly Cammy, Z-I-L-L-I-K-A-M-I. It's a rapper. Anybody heard of the rapper? No? No. I didn't either, but happy birthday. And then there's a YouTube star who's 23 named Scrubza, like Scrubza, S-C-R-U-B-Z-A-H. Okay, now we're going to do some... Holidays. We have national holidays. I'll rush through these very quickly. I want you all to raise your hands when you get to where we are. Okay, so today is September 20th. It's National Fried Rice Day. Anybody like fried rice? Raise your hand. I Michelle, do you ever eat fried rice? <laughs> Not really. Not really. I may, I take some leftover rice. I buy the 90-second rice, clip the top, and put it in the microwave. And then I add a scrambled egg to the rice in a frying pan and a little bit of soy sauce and honey. And I make my own fried rice. There you go. It's National Pepperoni Pizza Day. Who likes pepperoni pizza? Yum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about punch day? Anybody have a punch bowl where you make fruit juice and you pour something a little bit <clears throat> grown up into it? Remember punch at parties and at proms and all that? Michelle, did you ever run into any law cases about somebody having too much to drink from the punch bowl? Oh, <clears throat> absolutely. <laughs> okay, it's also National Queso Day, as in quesadilla. It's String Cheese Day. And it's in Japan, it's respect for the aged day. So if you know somebody who is of Japanese origin and they're over whatever age you think is old and they're aged, you say, I respect you. That's it. Tomorrow, September 21st, is natural, National Miniature Golf Day. Anybody here play miniature golf? Used to. Used to? Okay. <laughs> it's also National Chain Mail Day. Anybody remember getting chain mails in the email? Remember? Anybody remember? Melaine, do you ever remember getting a chance back? (laughs) I know, I know. It's where you have to add your name and keep it going. Remember that? Oh, Oh, Or you'll have bad luck. 
Bad luck. Yes. If you don't respond, <laughs> do you ever get any of those, Jennifer? If you don't yes. respond and you got three days, <laughs> really don't, don't, do not, do not, do not. Nope. <laughs> None, no, no, do not. We'll just leave it there. Okay, it's also IT professionals day. I was an IT professional back in the day as a programmer analyst. I'm considered an early woman in tech because I was a programmer analyst running big systems back in the days of key punching and Xerox 6, CB, Xerox 6 Sigma CP5, and I was coding in PL1 and in COBOL way back in the day, no longer. And it's also Pecan Cookie Day. Anybody like pecan cookies? I do, I do, especially with caramel with it. Seriously? Do you drizzle it over or is that in the recipe? It's in the recipe. Oh, my. Send it to to me. I'm trying to go (laughs) gluten-free, but for that, I would give it up for a day. (laughs) Wednesday is American Business Women's Day. Michelle, how are you going to celebrate Business Women's Day? You got any tips for us? Also, Life Balance Day. So, I haven't quite figured out. Probably a... Facebook post or something. <laughs> well, it's also Girls' Night In Day. It's Ice Cream Cone Day, and it's White Chocolate Day. Anybody prefer white chocolate over dark? I know dark is supposed to be healthy. One hundred percent, love it. White chocolate, chocolate. Oh, I and love it's it. so sweet, isn't it? It is, but it, I, I love it more than chocolate for sure. It looks better on you than it does on me. We'll leave it alone. <laughs> Thursday is National Redhead Appreciation Day. You can all go ahead and appreciate me today, even though it's three days. Later. Thank you very much. Yay. It's National Get This Dogs in Politics Day. I think that's when you have people who are heads of state whose dogs are, you know, Nixon had checkers and. Uh, Roosevelt had a dog, and we know uh, lots of presidents in the U.S. have dogs who are part of the family. I think that's what they meant. I don't know whether the dogs actually have a party affiliation other than the family they belong to. It's also Great American Pot Pie Day. Does anybody still eat pot pies, Melaine? I do. Chicken pot pie. I love it. I had one last week, actually, last Monday. Homemade or store-bought, may oh, I ask? store-bought. Store-bought. <laughs> Ava, Ava and Jennifer, do you have any native, anything like a pot pie from in native uh, Puerto Rican cuisine? <laughs> Not really. No. <laughs> you know what it is. You take some uh, bechamel uh, sauce you make with a little bit of butter and, and flour and milk, a, a white cream sauce, and you throw in pieces of chicken and peas and carrots and any kind of... Elaine, did uh, I leave anything out? And then you put a crust on corn. it, you bake it? Mm-hmm. Nothing comes to mind right now, but it sounds delicious. <laughs> it's ac- actually really, really good. And then Friday is National Hug a Very Vegetarian Day. So a vegetarian would not be eating the chicken pot pie. <laughs> but maybe the, just the vegetables in the cream sauce. It's Cherry's Jubilee Day. Anybody remember Cherry's Jubilee, where they come and light it on fire? Michelle, do you remember Cherry's Jubilee in fancy restaurants? Yeah. What did they do? Did they light it with a flame? They did have, like, some kind of a flame, right. And it would be like a, you know, it would just be the presentation, you know, being brought over and like bananas foster and yes, and uh, all kinds of things that they flame at the table that cost 10 times as much and a lot of fun until the flame goes out and you got all the calories. Okay, let's leave that one on. It's punctuation day on Friday. It's also the world's biggest coffee morning day. I have no idea why. And it's world Bollywood day. Does anybody follow Bollywood movies? Anybody a big fan? There, ex- no. <laughs> They're extravagances. I know that, and the costumes are gorgeous. I don't know if that would inspire you. Let's finish this up quickly here. September 25th, Saturday, is National Bunny Day. Hop, hop, hop. It's comic book day. It's Daughter's Day. Ava, please plan to celebrate your beautiful daughter on that day. It's also Ghost Hunting Day. It's Lobster Day. Who likes lobster? Anybody still a fan of lobster? 
You do. You yeah. eat it with. Yep. Bu- do you dip it in butter or do you just eat it plain? I, I dip it in butter. Yeah. I gave up the butter. If the lobster is really sweet, I don't eat it. But I, <laughs> I'll pick it out of the corners and the sh- corners and the crevices of the shell and. Never a drop to be left in the shell when I'm done with it. My dad taught me very, very well. It's also cooking day, so go cook something on the 25th. Sunday, the 26th, is National Johnny Appleseed Day. I guess that's when they plant the little uh, the seeds. Remember Johnny Appleseed is a, a lore in, in the U.S. about a man who went and spread seeds for apple trees, and apple trees grew up all over the United States. It's Chimichanga Day. I don't even know what a chimichanga is. Does anybody know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no what kind of Mexican Jimmy, sandwich. Can I help you with that? <laughs> it's dumpling day and it's pancake day. M- Michelle, you look oh. troubled. Do you remember what a chimichanga is? I think okay. I can be totally butchering this. There's something long and sweet. I'm just that's what I'm. It's a pastry type thing. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll look it up afterwards. Um, and it's also, and sa- next Monday, before I'm on the air, people will be celebrating. It's Crush a Can Day. That's for recycling. Crush your, your soda cans when you put them in the recycling to fit more and cut down on, on the um, greenhouse gases somehow. It's also No Excuses Day, so there's no excuses for not crushing your cans on Monday. <laughs> and it's also National Chocolate Milk Day, and we'll just leave. Does anybody remember You Bet Syrup? You Bet no. Syrup, it's a... Chocolate syrup. It was manufactured by the UBET, Fox's UBET. And I discovered when I was on Long Island working part time as a, an editor and a writer for the Great Neck Record local newspaper, they asked me to interview the mayor of one of our 15 villages. It turns out his last name was Fox. Turns out he was the grandson, I believe, of the Fox's UBET family. And he liked my interview so well. He sent me a case of You Bet chocolate syrup after the interview <laughs> appeared in the paper. You can't get it in all parts of the country. And uh, somebody I know very well until recently was ordering a gallon bottle from Amazon. Of, of It's really wow. good. It's really good over ice cream. You just use it a little bit at a time, but you don't have to buy the little anyway. There we go. So, ladies, that was the National Holidays. Thank you for playing along with that. Let's go around the table. And I want to talk a little bit about... What you do as far as, uh, let's talk, Melaine, how do you bring three minutes each? We don't have, we have about 12, 15 minutes, 12, 13 minutes left. So I want to divide the time equally. And there are four of you. So let's say two and a half, three minutes each. Melaine, in terms of your book, I like the title about lemonade and squeezing. Give us the title again. At the very end of the show, you'll give websites. I know yours isn't ready yet, but you'll tell people where they can find it. How did you come up with the creativity for your title? And we'll do your next, Michelle, and then we'll talk about your clothing line, Ava and Jennifer. So, Melaine, how did you come up with the title for your book and anything else you want to tell us about how creativity figures into your non-traditional approach to business coaching? Go ahead, Melaine. So thank you so much for asking that question. Um, the title was something that just rested on my heart even before I wrote the book, honestly. Um, I wanted to write about the idea that you can squeeze your challenging experiences into a successful business. And the whole idea of when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. And so um, calling it lemonade is really celebrating the fact that um, you know, lemons are tart and, you know, they, they don't have the best taste on their own unless they're mixed with something, right? Um, and so really getting to the idea that when we have challenging life experiences, which in the book I call lemon experiences, 
experiences that threaten to derail us and crush us and paralyze us. But we can squeeze those experiences into a successful business. And my approach to doing that, as I mentioned, I uh, took two near-death experiences that I survived and gleaned lessons from them. And especially now with COVID, a lot of folk are, are living in challenges, right? And, and having to navigate them consistently. I mean, all of us in one degree or another um, are facing challenges as it relates to life, um, life now. And so really empowering individuals to understand that inherent in our challenges are seeds that can create success. Now, I typically work with individuals that understand that creating a business is their life's purpose. And so it starts with that, understanding what your purpose is. And if that involves a business, then using your challenging life experiences to create success in your business. Um, so how creativity ties into that and the unconventional approach for me, once again, because I did, I was an RN when I started my business. Um, so I had to really be incredibly creative about how I secured funding, um, be, get creative about how I, you know, business planning, et cetera. I had never written a business plan. And just a little tip, which when I tell this to other business owners, et cetera, they just shriek. Um, for the 13 years that I ran my first entrepreneur venture, I never had a business plan a traditional business plan. And so I kept within my mind an understanding of my business goals. I'm, ex I'm incredibly um, meticulously organized. Um, and so I used that strength of mine, brought that to my business, and I used creative ways to operate effectively and efficiently, et cetera. So creativity was a huge part of how I ran my business and created success um, from my unconventional approaches and really encouraging others that you don't have to be insecure if you don't have the traditional um, preparation for a business or if you just have an understanding of a passion like um, Ava and, and Jennifer, you know, understanding that this is what you love and really moving in that direction, you can create a successful business. And so that is my whole platform now is to really give folk hope to know that from your challenges, you can create the lemonade of your success. Thank you. So beautifully presented. I really appreciate that, Melaine. Very inspiring. And I just love the fact of lemonade conjures up all kinds of images of a hot day and a cool beverage and how many lemons and do you put sugar in it and how many ice cubes and is it like a Long Island iced tea? You got something a little more potent from the punch bowl in the bottom of that <laughs> glass. And and yes, yeah, speaking of somebody drinking, I don't know if she's drinking the lemonade, as long as she's not drinking the Kool-Aid. Michelle Rhineglass, I'm going to give you about three minutes as well. Talk to me about how you use creativity, a little bit about well, you broke a, a lot of ceilings or you broke through a lot of walls in your career as, as a female lawyer in a, sounds like a male-dominated old boy type of network uh, brotherhood, and you had to really crash through, and it wasn't the cars that were crashing on the highway. Why don't you take about three and a half minutes, Michelle, and tell us how you use creativity to do what you do. All right. Thank you. <clears throat> so... Uh, yes, I was when I had a lot of firsts as a female in the lock, lock, my lock career. But before that, I was in banking. So I was 
breaking through over there as well. Um, that was real interesting. Real quick, I got hired um, at the bank to be a law clerk, and it was my last year of law school. And on my last day of my job, I'd been five, there five years moving up the ranks, and this was my, my great escalation. And the head of personnel came in to give me what he said was good news and bad news. Um, he said, they're, they're looking forward to you starting there on Monday, but they're not ready for you to be a law clerk. They want you to start as a legal secretary. <clears throat> and I said, I've, been, I've done all those jobs. I'm, you know, I'm ready to be a law clerk. And so we went back and forth. And I, he said, well, they'll get used to you. Just come and start as a secretary and they'll get used to you. And I went back and forth with, what's to get used to? I mean, it was like a whole dynamic. And so after back and forth and back and forth with this, and um, I finally said, I will go back. I will start there Monday as a law clerk that you hired me for. And he said, no, come as a legal secretary and you'll work your way up. And I said, law clerk's the lowest job on the planet. So <clears throat> anyway, I finally, he wouldn't back down and I wouldn't either. So I said, I quit. And I had never been without a job since I was 13 years old. So, um, but anyway, I managed to get a job and passed the bar and, you know, all that. But it took me a while to figure out, you know, they had, I would have been the first female in the bank's law department to have been a, in the law, law capacity. So I carried that into the, the, I think law school was definitely, there's nothing, I wouldn't say that I had any bias or anything there. It was, uh, a lot of women were in the classes. The lawyers population was low in terms of females, about 20, 25%. And it's been growing and women have been advancing, but there is still a lot of work to be done. And it's not, we're not there yet. Um, that having been said, um, I think that there's been a lot of advancement. Um, what I do on the creative side, um, I got into writing, writing about the experiences. And I had that opportunity in my chapter in Women Who Empower. Um, and then in this book, what I'm trying to do is empower people to live a balanced life. And what I want to sort of leave as a takeaway, <clears throat> I went through a lot. Uh, I kept thinking that I found all the magic sauces and all the cures, you know, and how to be balanced. And what I really was doing, I was living behind my success as a front, was kind of, I started realizing it was kind of masking what was really going on behind the scenes. And of course, the picture everybody saw was a successful lawyer. And so then when I transitioned to being a mediator, I thought, I told, I told everybody, I said, okay, I'm going to have a lot more time for all of you. Everybody has complained about not having time with me. And I couldn't understand what I'm doing, all the right things, all the right things, I thought. And um, I realized it took me that one of those uh, epiphany moments to realize it wasn't my career. It wasn't my job. It was me. And I carried my baggage from place to place. And when I finally got that, and then it took a few more tweaks, and so it's going through all those things, along with two autoimmune conditions that I got diagnosed with. And the final straw was my green smoothie spill slip and fall um, when I got a concussion. And I continued to work that day. Uh, did go to the hospital, found out I had a concussion, um, and powered through, and it was like, I finally went, what's wrong with you? So um, anyway, those things were my wake-ups. So I basically want to help people not have to get a knock on the head. <laughs> you know, there are messages, we're getting messages every single day um, of what, what's good, what's bad, and we just have to pay attention. Thank you very much. And balance is what you're going to be talking about. Quickly, what's the website where people can find about you, Michelle? www.rhineglassadr.com or www.rhineglass.com.
right without the ADR, ryanglass.com. And it's R-E-I-N-G-L-A-S-S. Okay, thank you. Let's go quickly. We've got just about three minutes left here. Ava and Jennifer, both or either one of you, wrap it up with creativity and how that impacts. I think we already know, but talk to us a little more and where can people find you and your beautiful designs? Go ahead. Absolutely. Um, so just to <laughs> wrap it up again, thank you for inviting us on, on your yeah. show. We're really excited about this opportunity. And just I hope I take away from your audience is that, you know, you should definitely take that first step if you're passionate about uh, something that you're creative on. Uh, never wait for somebody to help you. Just find a way to help yourself. I think just believing in yourself, that's the first step that you should definitely take. That's what took my mom, you know, after <laughs> four decades of uh, dreaming of becoming a fashion designer when she was little to really making it into New Year Fashion Week. I think that was key to really uh, develop this business. It was a passion of hers. And uh, creativity is definitely key, <laughs> especially just, you just have to have love, passion, patience, and the talent. I think uh, people that don't have patience may get desperate and they just want to quit the next day. I think uh, having an, or owning a business, it definitely <laughs> it involves patience and passion on, on them. So, uh, yeah, we, we are really excited to, to really share with your audience. Our website is uh, evalacuz.com. Again, that is Eva Lacuz, without the R, <laughs> dot com. And I'll spell that. It's E-V-A-L-A-C-U-Z dot com. And thank you, ladies. And Melaine, I know your thank website you. isn't ready yet, but it will be your name dot com, right? M-E-L-A-N-E-M-U-L-L-I-N-G-S dot com. Ladies, it's been lovely speaking with you. And I have a couple of closing messages. And thank you to Josh, who keeps us on track. He just told me we've got, I think, about a minute left. So I have some closing words to live by. Life is short, break the rules, forgive quickly, kiss slowly. It's the only way to kiss, trust me. Love truly, laugh uncontrollably. Everybody laugh with me. <laughs> Come on, there you go. And never, never, never regret, never regret anything that made you smile. And here are my final closing words. Work like you don't need the money, even though there are times when we all do. Don't let anybody know it. Let your passion for what you're doing shine through. We all need the money at some point. Don't let that be, oh, my God. Do it with passion. <laughs> Dance like no one's watching. And back in the day, I was teaching disco, standing on high heels on a, on a Formica tabletop in a cafeteria in Eugene, Oregon, teaching disco dancing to 250 people, getting paid $2.23 an hour because my boyfriend said I was his assistant, Michelle, and they wouldn't pay me the $5 an hour they gave him. An hour drive each way. But we taught you should be dancing. What can I tell you? So dance like no one's watching. And people really watched me back in the day. Sing like nobody's listening and I try not to sing on the radio and love like you've never been hurt because honestly we've all been hurt the heart will regenerate the heart will heal the heart will open up to new kinds of love and new ways of loving so let that into your life money talks chocolate sings ah and last but not least and I stole this line from another host years ago Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red saying, bye, ladies, don't go away. We're going to stop. We'll say goodbye to Facebook. We're going to go away. We're going to take some pictures. Thank you, Josh. Bye, Facebook. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. 
join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.